1: Well, hello and welcome to the Ramon Foster Show starring Moan sporting the bucko's hat.
0: Uh, slightly. I need a haircut, okay? So I'm, I'm hiding it. Even though my hair is low, tip, Wednesdays, Wednesdays are haircut days. So I'm ready to go get a trim.
1: Well, that's the one thing you can't get at the Get Go Cafe and Market, which is open for business. You like that? I Just open like for that. business and serving hot, fresh food 24 7. There's nothing that tops the Get Go segue on this program except maybe this segment moan this is where you just give the people what they want mm-hmm. you know where Feet a week and change out from the draft yeah. the steelers have hired a second quarterbacks coach the steelers have pretty much put on a giant billboard atop mount washington that they're going to take a quarterback but there's some logistics involved in that aren't there
0: there are man we spoke about it yesterday man as far as um you know, them being very transparent in what they do, the hiring of the the, the, uh, the quarterback, second quarterbacks, coach David Corley, on top of already having Mike Sullivan as your quarterback coach. I think we get a little bit of relatability as far as age goes. We get a little bit of he's been in the college ranks more recently than anything when it comes down to adjusting to the college offense, which has transformed because of what? Seven on seven? The way quarterbacks in college play now, where they don't even get on the center, they clap their hands and snap the ball. So, what more do you need as far as uh, teaching the game at the next level? Resources, and that what that's what Corley is at this point. And there's still got to be business to be done, though. DK. Well,
1: there's business, and it's not com- it's not it's not simple. So it's not complicated. It's really complicated. Very, because you have to read the entire room, not mm-hmm. just the one that you're sitting in when you're doing stuff like this and you have to know which teams need slash want a quarterback, which teams might even possibly surprise you. They they could have an established quarterback, but like the Steelers, they say, listen, we, we really love what this other kid can do. And two years down the line, we're going to need him. And that's when we think he's going to be ready. So it's not even just as simple as saying, hey, everyone, the Seahawks need a quarterback. Well, no <laughs> kidding. They just <laughs> traded Russell Wilson, and they're left with who, – who's there? Geno Smith? He, um, he's not even there. Drew
0: Locke. Drew Locke. Yeah, Drew you Locke. don't have a quarterback. Yep. No, you don't. And and so when it comes down to saying what what are your needs, of course, I'd look at it almost and say if Detroit was smart, they would try to get one, but do they love him? I've seen Aiden Hutchinson as they mock God in them, and I mean, these mock drafts really don't mean much. But we discuss them because it gives an idea of where a kid could go depending on needs. That's one thing I do pay attention when it comes down to the mock drafts, needs. Who who was lost during the season or age of somebody. So uh, looking at the draft order, 1 through 20, where where could Pittsburgh potentially make a move? You know, there's a few teams that don't need one. Jacksonville doesn't. I'd almost say Detroit and Houston, who are number two and three, they could potentially. But I see them going defense or getting more weapons. I know Houston came out and said they're going to support Davis Mills. You know, so it's, it's that idea with them. Jets, no, Giants possibly, but number six, Carolina. I think it gets very real there as far as quarterback Yeah, goes. I mean,
1: six is the slot, okay? And what you have to know there, and again, the first room that you have to read, is whether or not the Panthers believe in Kenny Pickett yeah. or Matt Corral or somebody who's going to be more likely to just step in and play ball right away. Yeah. That's not Willis. Um, and that's not fitting uh the needs that they have in Charlotte right now. I don't believe anyway.
0: No, and I, I'm I'm with you on that. I think they're still trying to figure out what they're gonna do with McCaffrey. You know, I, I've uh I I heard us that uh not too long ago the of the last two years of 33 games now. Know how many uh McCaffrey's played?
1: But it can't be half. Ten. Yeah, yeah. And,
0: but you know what he also has? Hmm. A high salary.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we know how that goes. We also know that there are exactly 31 teams that would love to snap him up if they let him go. So
0: Yeah, it's that (laughs) part of it. So just just parceling down this this group, uh, New York Giants again, I I figured they go more weapons. They got to figure out what they're going to do in New York general, Atlanta. I know they got Mariota as a quarterback, so I feel like they have a bridge guy. Um, and then see Seattle and the Jets and the Commanders. Commanders could be another guy that they, you know, another team that you got to move up to try to get ahead of. So now it comes down to the risk. And what do you got to give up to move up? Pittsburgh's picking at 20. Saints also are tweeners with Jameis. They could just wait out another year with Jameis and move forward. That's who's right in front of them. And the Eagles already have made their move. Chargers doesn't need one. There is the Eagles again, and then Baltimore doesn't need one either. So it's it's leveraging at this point. It's a few teams that have multiple picks in the first round. Houston has a couple. Uh, Jets have – no, Giants have a couple. And who else is on this list now? Philly. So you got to ask yourself for them, how much are they in the race to stay relevant? And are they willing to give up one of those draft picks so the Pittsburgh can leapfrog and potentially – Well, yeah. Get Malik Willis if that's their guy.
1: Right. And the other thing that you have to look at, and a lot of this is less scientific and more anecdotal, is you you pick apart every syllable of what it is that they say and their body language and which pro days they're sending the most people to. And most of these other teams, Moan, are not all that heavy on quarterback. We have seen, for the most part that this has been about Pittsburgh and Carolina Mm -hmm. to a lesser extent, New Orleans, but it's been mostly Pittsburgh and Carolina. Uh, The Steelers and the Panthers have been all over every single one of these guys. But again, they're in a different spot. These two franchises, Mm -hmm. if the Panthers like what they see out of Kenny Pickett, he is so much a better fit there. Yeah. Um, and honestly, Moan, there's a part of me that that even listens to the players, and I know this is nuts, but like, <laughs> but but can, you know what I'm going to say here? Yeah. Pick it, pick it. Himself has said he expects to be QB one in this draft,
0: and, and you know what? I don't. I don't think he's wrong in that assessment of it. I, simply don't, I don't know that he's bragging. No, you know. and, he, and you know what? He's got to be because, and that also slates him to do what? Get picked by Carolina. That's what I mean. You know, uh, again, there are secrets, and I guarantee he's had a conversation that if you know they feel like everything goes well and his measurables and workouts worked out pretty good for him, then he should be fine. He gets an opportunity to play in a more warm climate. When it comes down to ball gripping, slipping of, of, you know, I know they brought up his hands and stuff like that. I think that's really irrelevant. That's one of those things, DK, that you throw darts at to try to figure out why you don't need a guy like him. But, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, 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 that's like, really well put, that's but being, yeah. Is it not, you know? And and this is the thing, too. I, I don't think Matt Rule's offense is is, is going to work for a guy that's a, a, a mobile guy, to your point. You know, like he had Cam for a stint, and – it worked for a weekend and it didn't. I think Matt Rule making this this pick at, at six or whenever they decide to, I think it kind of extends him. Well, now I got my guy. Let me do work with him and show you what I've been looking for because he hasn't had his guys. Through a trade, he got Sam Darn. You know, so this will be his true opportunity to extend his time, try to relate to some guys that can run his type of offense. Which and is, by the way,
1: to- is a drop back, standard drop back,
0: Exactly. Yeah. And and before he got to the, this point, I mean, he's closer to the college ranks now. That's where he flourished the most at. And, and mm-hmm. if David Tepper is going to, you know, extend him and let him say, <laughs> you know, Jay-Z took a little bit more time to become a world known rapper. Like, I guess Matt Rule is looking for that same type of extension, though, DK, when it comes down to the idea that this is hit their guy.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's. That's how this is going to go. And, and there's just, to, to to my feeling here, I don't see the Steelers as having been, <laughs> excuse me, this invested in this entire process without having had some sense mm-hmm. that they could get Malik Willis based on the rest of the field oh, yeah, without sorry. trading up.
0: Yep, without trading up. Again, that move they made yesterday of announcing a new quarterback coach, let's Carolina know. Oh, we're pretty serious about this
1: and everybody else who might be interested, incidentally, in trying to trade down and see what kind of possibilities might be there. When we come back, more football. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. This segment, we're gonna offer a bit of a public service announcement. Occasionally, just periodically, and just because it'll make us feel better, we're going to remind everyone that absolutely nothing has happened within the Pittsburgh Steelers organization to warrant anyone suggesting that it is a circus, A, B, has some sort of culture problem, or that the Steelers have, C, lost their way.
0: Oh my
1: god. No, I, I feel, look, we went through two, three years of this stuff, Moon. did. And, and I did, too. I'm mean, including myself in, from the reporting standpoint because I felt like I was the only person in Pittsburgh saying, where? Where is this culture issue? You have one clown, not yeah. a circus. And Lev didn't even fit that. Lev's yeah. agent made a bad, bad decision yeah. to meet yeah. Le'Veon Bell. But Antonio Brown was the thing. And I know you like him. And this is not a – and I used to as well. But this is just like it ended up morphing into a tax on Tomlin and yeah. uh, and Ben, Ben after the fact. Ben mm-hmm. Roethlisberger was responsible for this. How did that ever happen? And why hasn't there been
0: a peep? since AB's been gone it was man so frustrating to see those rumors not just from local uh, outlets but the national per, you know the national perception of what Pittsburgh had turned into like we were just a clown show like Mike T couldn't coach like we couldn't control the locker room like we couldn't we weren't we weren't who we, who they said we were and I, i'll say this yeah the, you know, the championship hadn't been won in a while but it's hard as heck to win a Super Bowl, period. There's so many things that have to line up. There's so many things that gotta go a certain way. But in those things, there was never a loss of culture of the love of football. It was never a loss of, man, they can't play, coach, you need to practice them hard. I used to laugh at that crap because I'm like, "What, what are you talking about? You let one situation get blown out of proportion and then you run with that. And then it becomes so plastered in front of your face so much, speaking about AB or anything that he did, that it became reality. Well, in truth, I could grab a B and talk to maybe. What do we? You know what I'm saying? Like it was those type of conversations. And I'll say this: when it was time for him to show, he did. So I couldn't understand how the whole entire locker room was being criticized for some things that honestly one person controlled, and well, to this I, day I, he still I, does.
1: Yeah, I, I can understand that from the from this end of it. Um, having spent a lifetime in this business, what ends up happening. Moan is that a story really takes off. And look, A B had it coming mm-hmm. in all directions. Okay. A B made some massive mistakes, made a fool of himself on more than one occasion, not least of which was Foxbro. But what happens is the story becomes so big and so yeah. sought after by people. Oh my god. That that what happens is people in my industry say, What else can we find here? What else is there? What's an offshoot? Because we had all this. And believe me, it happened to our site, too. Yeah. Traffic would go berserk. AB did what? AB said what? And that. so the next week, when you look at your metrics on your website and you see that they're way down, what happened? Well, AB didn't say anything. Well, what else can we say about it? Oh,
0: my God. And, and you know, and I know it was a bunch of it, but being in that locker room, it wasn't a feeling of of you know feeling attacked or <clears throat> nothing like that. It was just a feeling of where the hell is it happening that we don't see it. That you was know? what
1: I would get in there, yeah. And,
0: and, and it wasn't bothersome. It was just the idea of it's not what you guys have said. It was AB may have had one incident a month, maybe you know, and it just get blown and it just circulated and circulated, and then it became a tornado where it just. destroyed stuff. And it was so far from the truth that we couldn't focus then after Mm -hmm. the fact that it was, you know, all about football. It's like, well, damn, what do we have to fix? And in reality, it was just one entity. And I'll even say this about AB, man. And I've told people this, and they've, they've looked at me weird by even saying this, even through all of those things on how AB has carried himself. Listen to me when I say this and I'm not being, you know, protective of him. AB has yet to take a loss, and when I say this, I'm, I'm saying in the fact that the, uh, sh- the Jet situation, he spun it to where now he's a, a star off the field. Like he legitimately is a star off the field. Whatever his rap career is now, he spun that Jet situation into a win. He released an album or a song that now he's got superstar rappers rapping on, whether they're using them or not. It's still a win for him. He's linked up before Mayweather. He's now the CEO of the sports and gaming or whatever <laughs> Kanye's agency is. So when, when you try to control and put that into a box of what AB was for us, I, for the people that want Coach Tomlin fired, <laughs> or we need a change and we need a uh, cower back, imagine what he's doing now that we were able to, AB just do your thing, but keep it cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, culture of the year, he should have had three of those. It's the way I kind of view it. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> all, all I want
1: to do here, Moan, is just remind everyone that not a damned thing has happened Nothing. since he left. And that's because he was the problem, not they. And if and if anyone wants to interpret that as 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 me specifically running some kind of lap and celebrating having been right about this, it was not a hard call. All you needed to do was to be in that room and talk to the principals. And when someone says, where's the leadership in there and you're in a room with Cam Hayward and you're like, where's the leadership? You know, there's nothing you can do about someone who's nuts
0: no, or just on their own. Again, I, I, I'm witnessing now with my with my job here in Nashville. This fan base is losing their mind. You want to know why? Mm. Because now they have a superstar, in AJ Brown, and every tweet that he sends out about either his contract or either another team wanting him in their city, they go is, nuts. Yeah, they they go nuts. This is what happens when your team has superstars. A superstar. We mm-hmm. at the time had three, four. Yeah. Look at the power struggle of it. It's not excuse. It's not an excuse because you look at Larry Fitzgerald. He's a different entity, okay? Yeah,
1: don't, don't compare anybody we, to Larry we can't. <laughs>
0: but, but think about it. Plex kind of went through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hines was low with his. But the next biggest one you have, Antonio Brown. And then you have Martavis. And then you had E. Now look at the way they're looking at uh, Deontay. Even his tweets are being criticized right yeah,
1: now. Yeah, they definitely are. They definitely <laughs> are. When we come back, amo. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. It's time for the only segment that matters. Today's clums Refted. <laughs> I need caffeine so bad. Yeah, you do. Get there, DK. Today's segment comes from Ryan Stanley, who asks, Hey, Money Moan, what would you have done if you hadn't been a football player? First of all,
0: what's Money Moan? We're sad. I have no idea. If if it's somebody that listens to me here in Nashville, then my co-host always calls me rich. I'm like, dog, I'm not rich, man. I just oh, I made a decent yeah. living. OK, yeah, that's all I did in my You life. provided
1: for your family.
0: That's all I did. OK, but in, in providing for my family, golly, that is a uh, I'm glad you asked that question because there's a bunch of guys that's about to go through this draft process that probably won't be given that opportunity or mm. have the right team or be in the right position. And I'll be completely honest with you. I don't know what the hell I would be doing. Oof. Like I and I, tell my wife, um, I'd have found a way for us because that's what you're supposed to do. But to say that I had a plan DK listeners, I didn't 22, 23 years old at the time, just had a kid recently in college Um, I, I, I had an idea of what I was, you know, good at. What was your major? My sociology is the most bland ass major you can have.
1: What the hell are you going to do with a sociology degree?
0: Social work. Like, and the thing was I had no working skill. (laughs) My only job I had was cutting yards where I got no taxes. You know, I didn't have a (laughs) W2 from cutting yards with my middle school football coach. Um, I had no job because it didn't allow you to in college. So to say, what was I going to do? I was I I hoped that my my leadership qualities from playing football, you know, being a team captain was going to guide me in it. But to say that I was going to jump out of college, minus not getting drafted, minus not having any work experience and be making a decent living doing something that. I never knew I could do. And when I say I never knew what I could do, I had a a, a, a winter break job working in a catering company that my school was, was able to find me something do cause we didn't make a bowl game. I worked that job for four weeks during Christmas break. That's my only W2 that I ever had in my entire life. So my first job, my real tech stuff was from Mr. Rooney with the NFL. Wow. Because you you dive so much into football as a college athlete, damn that that nil stuff is huge. At least you get a crease. So things I was good at, I could always speak and have a conversation with people. I've um, heard, <laughs> but but at the time I was I was a little conscious about that though. You want to know why? Because hmm. I had crooked teeth. My two front teeth were crossed over at some point. I had braces my second year in the league. I had to fix my smile. You know, so so the, <laughs> what I really wanted to do in college was I wanted to be a communications leader, but I didn't want to get in front of people with a less than smile. That's the way I always looked at it. So what else can I do that I ain't got to get in front of people with? Let me do sociology. I can always go to football practice. I can always be available for the team. So maybe I can pursue my real dream. So what would I have done? Salesman? You know, I knew a bunch of guys that had just got out of college at the time and they were doing medical sales and now they do really damn good. So it's, it's not to say that I wouldn't have found my way to say that I actually had something mapped out and panned out. DK, I'd be lying to mm-hmm. all of you guys who are listening to me right now. I had no plan, but I promise you this. I would have figured it out.
1: Yeah, I mean, you definitely would have figured it out. It would have taken... A hit, And that, that's what reminds me of a statistic that I've heard before, but it came up again earlier this week that only 1% of all college football <laughs> players even appear on an NFL field. Yeah. Like I'm talking about even like preseason special teams. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they never end up making even a single paycheck. No. From the national football league. And because we don't have, minor league football well no. maybe, maybe we do now
0: but it wasn't there in 2009
1: it wasn't there and it's not going to be there a year no. from now either so um, you know it's it's it, there it's a sport like no other it is it, 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 it meaning it meaning that if you know if you don't make it in 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 baseball you know, you have multiple other minor oh league gosh. options. You have Japan. You have the Dominican. You have places that you can go play. Uh, hockey, you can play all over the world. Basketball, yes. you can play all over the world. Football, you're just done. You're here. You're just done.
0: You're, you're here. So when when I the, the pride that I played the game was this if, if uh, <clears throat> I were surviving, and I told you that time and time again. I always thought somebody was chasing me. My first time on the field and my first rookie year. The preseason game was with the old Washington Redskins, now the Washington Commanders. You know what I did when I walked on the field? I pinched myself.
1: <laughs>
0: first time ever being in an NFL stadium, other than the – no, we hadn't gone in Hines at that point. First time being in an NFL stadium, first time at an NFL game, and here I am playing in it after playing in, co- playing in college. I literally pinched myself like – OK, now let's go. Let's go murder people after that, you know, because it was it was literally survival for me. So to say that I had an, a second plan, it was it was very foolish of me not to have had one.
1: Yeah. It's easier said than done, though. I mean, you could say that after the fact and do like this paternal wag of the finger. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is you're also expected to excel and put everything that you have into football. And if you hadn't done that, then you don't get the attention of the Steelers to be able to show up as an undrafted free agent. So there's there's not a regret to be had in that.
0: No, it's not. There just
1: isn't, not in that scenario.
0: So to answer the que- question, I see myself have being in sales. I, I'm not the type that would have chased it for years on end. Cause I, I, des- I despise those guys. Like dude, you're, you're three years out. They know you're here. You're just not going to get signed, and it's time to move on. So I don't mm-hmm. move on from the game. I just loved it so much, DK. I, I was face first into, into football.
1: That's good stuff. Let's do this again tomorrow, man. Let's knock this out.